You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. I've been saying that promo since 1999. <laughs> are we causing change to happen? I don't know. I you think, think so. our little radio show has been doing anything? I think so. Sometimes I hear people say, oh, I heard about this event on your radio show. Oh, okay. So at least locally so it's changing something. Preparing, sharing, and caring. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, it's like, um, let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit on your community radio station did you know that you are part of your that's right this is your community and we are bringing you information about your community um i did see something really bad happen as i was coming here there was a really bad accident and actually a minivan was flipped on its side and it looked like someone just had run a red light, hit the side of the minivan, and flipped it over on its side. So uh, I just yeah. want to remind people that it's never too much of a hurry to get somewhere. It's too nice of a day to have that happen. So just yeah. take your time. Yeah, safety always first, you know. And I was speeding when I did it, so <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. definitely slowed down. Yeah, that's probably your food for thought for the day. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think it was talking to me, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, a lot of exciting, really intense things have have been happening on a local and, well, national and international level. With yeah. the world's uh, going crazy. Is it going crazy or is it going sane? <laughs> I think it's trying to go sane, and the crazy people are trying to stop it. Well, I mean, what is the definition of insane? <laughs> the definition of insane is trying to follow the same thing over and over and over and expect different results. Yeah. <laughs> And so we've been doing the same thing for quite a few years, and it hasn't been improving. It's been getting worse. Mm-hmm. So let's try something different. Yeah. Is that that's that simple? Oh, yeah, I think trying something different is a good idea, especially depending on what we try. So the SIU union, at least one of them on Wednesday, um, I don't know, is it ratified or they voted on their yeah. um, new contract after, you know, over 450 days, something like that, yeah. without a contract. And that was an example of trying something new. You know, they tried for 450 days or whatever to say, well, we'll just wait for the administration. Surely, eventually, they'll come to reason. And that didn't happen, so they went on strike. And um, one of the things they got in their contract was no more furlough days. Mm-hmm. And th- the university got away with that basically um, because there was no contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they just said, you, mandatorily, you cannot come to work. You know, now yeah. I bet if they asked people voluntarily, some people would have done it voluntarily. Yeah, w- you know, even came to work and not get paid for you know, if, you know, two days out of the year. Yeah, well, I remember that from the bargaining. You know, uh, one of the offers that the uh, uh, the faculty association made was that sure, you know, we're willing to do uh, furlough days and even layoffs if you show that there's a need. Ah, <laughs> you know, but they they. Uh, administration didn't want to show that there was a need <laughs> okay. but yeah yeah it is it is true you know people are willing to do something here and there when they have to uh it's just a contract helps to know that you what the the parameters are <laughs> and the other thing on the national and international level is the occupy movement yeah i want to say yeah there's something like 1900 occupy sites around the world 
Now, the ones that are in other countries are actually extremely in-your-face and borderline violent. <laughs> the ones in the U.S., I haven't heard almost any violence on the part of the protesters. I yeah. mean, you know, the police, police and the protesters violence. sometimes get into it. Yeah. there's. I mean, it's really amazing how many occupies and how many people are involved, and yet how little violence has been happening yeah. up to yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, they kind of escalated it in some ways. Um, I mean, especially in New York, there was a lot of... I mean, if you go and look at the videos, um, essentially the cops just came in and cracked down big time. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were given a thing from the mayor to, you know, clean up the place. Yeah. You know, get rid of anybody who's, well, basically trying to change the system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, so. did you see about the uh, the police off uh, retired police officer from Philadelphia who was arrested in uh, New York? Uh, he was he was in he was in his full uh, you know police uniform. Uh, he was an off I forget what I think he was a captain uh, that he was there as a demonstrator and he had a sign you know uh, one side of the sign told people to um, uh, read to watch the movie Inside Job and then to stop supporting the uh, the uh, people on wall street who caused this crisis the other sign just said something about you know how we're all speaking for democracy here right (laughs) now locally uh st louis has been really intense in their um clashes with the police i mean the police for two weeks they camped out in the park and then they came and just you know basically cleaned everybody and kicked Mm -hmm. everybody out of the park under their curfew law yeah now if you're in a suit and you're out after uh-huh. curfew, I think you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're a homeless person or, you know, perceived as down and out. Yeah. I mean, I am pretty, um, I don't dress very fancy, but I think I'm okay in the economic scale of things. Mm-hmm. But it, I think if I was in walking through a park that the cops would probably question me. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, because they make assumptions. Right. Um, <coughs> so they got kicked out and... Mm. The same thing, I guess, um, almost applied to locally here. They were told that they could not longer, you know, sleep or camp, you know, that they could be there. Mm. It's all right to protest, just <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you just can't sleep. <laughs> you can sleep anywhere else on campus. You can sleep in your math class. But you can the, sleep the, in the library. The thing is, is there's no rules against that. No. It's and just, I said, they even said at one point, well, we know there's no rules against this, but we're saying this is how we're right. interpreting the policy. <laughs> well, uh, Interestingly enough, locally, they actually did change the protest policy because there is, like, only two set free forum areas, free speech zones on campus. And now I think people could do free speech pretty much anywhere on campus yeah. and not be a big issue. Yeah, and they, they demonstrated that. There's a lasting change from Occupy. That For a, it was a month. Yeah. I mean, the local Occupy Carbondale group, um, OccupyCarbondale.org, yeah. for more information um, all the meeting minutes there, and um, I think the after the World Day of Action yesterday, um, I don't know. I haven't looked at the mainstream news very much, but I wonder if there's a change in sentiment now because it's pretty much the mainstream news has been reporting stuff about Occupy. Yeah, um, and pretty much on the side of Occupy. Even though they keep saying, you know, what are they for? <laughs> you know, they are for change. And yeah. that, that message does and has come out, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Do we have other stuff to talk about? Uh, I don't know. We can just take a nap, you know. <laughs> We're done for the day. <laughs> it is a nice day. It is a nice day. It yeah. is a really nice day. I think this is my favorite type of day, nice and cool and sunny. <laughs> It's very sunny out, but it's got a little bit of a chill in the air to keep you awake in case you didn't get enough sleep. Yeah, that, <laughs> that too. Yeah, it just it, it gets the blood flowing, and then you appreciate the fact that the sun is here. Yeah. Yes. So, hmm. Do we really want to talk about this? <laughs> We're going to talk about coal in the heartland of coal. <laughs> yeah, we, we do that sometimes. I know we got to look out the window to see if anybody's coming for us. But uh, This is Carbondale. Didn't you know that this town was founded on carbon? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, we could switch from the carbon of coal to the carbon of living organisms. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Yes. But, yeah, this story is... I uh, give you my permission. <clears throat> Excuse me. This story is uh, uh, poor little big coal says EPA smog standards are too expensive. Uh so uh, by December 16th, the Environmental Protection Agency will promulgate its final rule requiring coal-fired power plants to reduce their emissions of mercury, arsenic, acid gases, and other toxic chemicals. Okay, wait a second. Coal plants put that out? Oh, yeah. They put that out a lot. especially but it's, it's clean coal. What are you talking <laughs> about? Well, the, the clean coal, they say, well, we're putting out less of that. So oh, we're clean. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to clarify. Cleanify. Yeah. Cleanify that statement. It's like if you have a dirty table and you scrub off a corner of it, it's like, oh, it's clean now. What? <laughs> but, yeah, they, uh, these safeguards are estimated uh, to prevent, let's see, 17,000 premature deaths annually. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Save people's lives. Saving lives is usually okay. a good thing. Well, uh, how, that, is that, how is that expensive? Well, here's... Uh, well, first I want to mention more of the benefits of what this is going to do. Oh, okay. 70,000 premature deaths prevented, uh, prevent 12,000 hospital visits, and 120,000 cases of aggravated asthma. Now, I've known people with asthma, so the idea of preventing aggravated cases sounds like a really good idea. Um, but there's uh, big, dirty utilities, and coal companies are doing everything in their power to stop it uh, because they say it's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, and yet... They're spending $35 million on misleading television ads. You know, wouldn't it be easier to just comply with the rules and stop poisoning people rather than spending $35 million on... Did did you read what the name of the coalition is called? (laughs) Yeah, the American Coalition for Clean Coal Electricity. (laughs) Well, (laughs) keep working on it. So clean coal electricity would be solar power. (laughs) Yeah. So are they? F- they're working to put more solar on, right? <laughs> well, that's that, if they actually do research on coal, that's the ultimate conclusion they'll probably come to. <laughs> it's like we keep trying to make it clean. No, we can't make it clean. Well, let's just go with solar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, so there's lots of people involved. Huge coal companies are involved in this uh, thirty-five million dollar campaign. And Peabody is involved. Their their headquarters is in St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to mention Peabody because they're uh, personal friends of mine. <laughs> 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 they're people I've got my eye on. You know, I've got my eye on you, Peabody. Uh, you you've got a nasty history. Hmm. So yeah, it's going to cost, but. According to the EPA, the economic benefits would actually outweigh the cost by $14 to $1. Yeah. So that's according to the EPA. They're saying, because the thing is, is clean coal, (laughs) now I'm calling it clean coal. (laughs) The clean coal advocates are um, going to have to spend more money. And so basically the shifting of the costs from the public to the coal companies. Yeah. 
Cause and that's right. that's really an important thing to point out because some people say, well, we're suddenly making coal uh, companies pay more money. You know, No, you're making them pay to prevent the uh, cost that they were already in creating, that the public was paying for. Right. You know, this thing, this activity that the coal companies are doing spews toxins into the air, and then we, the public, have to pay for health care costs, uh, for lost income from people who died, you know. Uh, and so instead of having that happen, we actually have the company pay for the cost of its own business. That's that whole responsibility thing that uh, people like to talk about. Having companies take responsibility for their actions. And if you would like a detailed um, analysis of this report and, of course, how much money the coal companies actually have sitting around <laughs> extra. Yeah, billions of dollars just hanging out there. Yeah, I mean, they they ha- they have the money to do it. Yeah, they do. Um, if you would like the complete analysis and report, um, well, you're going to have to get on our email list or you can just send us an email and I will send you this, the whole article. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. So what else do we have on tap today? Well, while we're talking about Occupy and we talked about solar, I do want to mention that there is an Occupy event called Occupy Rooftops this Uh Sunday. Yeah. Um, Occupy Rooftops is take a picture in front of a public building with a whole bunch of supporters that support solar energy to go on that public building. Mm-hmm. So 4.30 on Sunday at uh, Guy House Interface Center, a picture will be taken. And there's, I think last time I checked, there was 95 registered sites <laughs> or yeah. 97 or something. So it's not a huge thing, but who knows? That was like three days ago. So Yeah, could be the first one and then it'll grow. All right. <laughs> U.S. release of British Nature Doc skips the part about climate change. What? <laughs> okay, so the Britain creates a documentary, and then in the U.S., they eliminate the part about climate change in the documentary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Global warming is too hot for TV in the U.S., even when the TV is really, really cold. Frozen Planet, the BBC miniseries about the Arctic, and the Antarctic has an episode about climate change impacts. But that episode's not being aired in the United States. <laughs> the BBC made seven episodes of Frozen Planet. Six feature breathtaking panoramas of polar vistas and wildlife in the seven also deals extensively about how global warming will threaten those animals and habitat. Now, Discovery Channel, which bought the rights to air the series in the U.S., only scheduled time for six episodes. So, they get, you know, U.S. viewers get the chance to, you know, see the polar bears <laughs> frolic and the beautiful nature, but doesn't get to see the final one where they all die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get to go home. It's, it's the whole Disney version of the ending. You know, everyone's just happily ever after. Well, and that to me especially seems egregious because... You know, it seems like it's not just it's got a few random episodes about different topics and the last one happens to be about climate change. To me, the impression is that the whole thing was meant to lead up to here's all this beautiful stuff and that's why we should be concerned about climate change. But they dropped the punchline. (laughs) (laughs) All right, some other news. Uh, Texas drought is so bad the wildfire season may not end at all this year. Wow. That's... uh, and you can't see this picture here, but it's one of the pictures from the wildfires where the entire sky is covered with the smoke. Yeah, I mean, usually it just like, you know, it finally, 
it doesn't burn out because you know there's plenty of stuff to burn. Yeah, it actually rains. Yeah, yeah. Usually the rain comes and then you know the the wildfire season ends for a while and then uh, then then there's another wildfire season. I actually have friends who live down in Texas, and they said there's being an issue now with the ground getting so dry that there's no longer ground to hold up the foundation of the house. Like oh, huh. basically yeah. a crack develops around the house, and the houses are starting to tilt because the the soil is drying and cracking and it no longer can hold the house up essentially yeah so in certain areas that you know they they just built a new they just got a new house built that they don't have a basement because they can't because uh-huh. the, they said the soil doesn't hold unless you water the house unless you water the soil to keep the house from <laughs> yeah so yeah as, as uh, this statistic struck me too that 99 percent of the state was experiencing extreme droughts uh, it, it sounds like that's starting to let up, but as recently as a month ago, 99%. And uh, the, there was no end in sight. Uh, Four million acres have been charred by wildfire in 2011. Uh, Ten people dead, 2,900 homes burnt. So, I, yeah. I it's, don't know why it's Texas. Should we even care about Texas? <laughs> I mean, you know, that many acres is like nothing in Texas, right? Wait yeah. a second. Isn't the majority of Texas like desert? There's a lot of acres there, but, yeah, it's going to be like... So, the, I mean, that does make a huge difference. In, yeah. I mean, the few trees that they have are getting burnt up. Yeah, they are. Burnt up. Yeah, maybe it'll make people in Texas start thinking about climate change. Nah, it's too <laughs> hot to think. Too hot to think. Like, yeah, let's just go cool off. <laughs> so. Cool off. Well, do you think you can live in Minneapolis without a furnace or a fireplace? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds yeah, pretty that crazy. Wasn't that a good segue? That was a good segue. <laughs> that was a good right segue. So, this article talks about um, passive heating. A lot of people talk a good game about passive heating, but are they willing to face getting through a Minneapolis winter with no furnace and no fireplace? Well, Paul is. He recently finished retrofitting his home to become one of less than two dozen passive houses in the U.S., which means facing 20 below winters with nothing but two small space heaters, to heat a 2,000-square-foot house. His and his family had better hope passive heating works. Well, I definitely know in our climate it does. Mm. There's, I mean, a, a well-insulated passive solar, um, if, you, if you even go a step further, partially underground home so you, that you don't get the winds. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you need no conventional heating at all. I mean, you might want to, like he does, have a small space heater, you know, in the bathroom when you, you or, you know, um, if you're not doing a lot of movement for a period of time, just heat around you just a little bit warmer. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you can keep a house no problem at 65 degrees in our climate. So, using, (coughs) I mean... Today's a perfect example. Uh, a yeah. cold, sunny day. Cold, sunny day, yeah. We get, get a get lot of sunshine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And it does require a lot of work to build one, um, but it doesn't have to. I mean, you can actually do a retrofit where you just put um, a sunroom <coughs> or, um, what do you call it, more windows on the south side. Yeah. And, you know, get more heat in there. Cause yeah, especially if you do some sort of heat sink, like a floor that will absorb the heat yeah. or a tank of water. Oh, yeah, you have to have some <laughs> way to store it because as soon as the sun goes down, otherwise <laughs> the heat's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, 
radiant heat is much more effective than forced air yeah, any yeah. day because heating your skin versus heating your body, much <laughs> difference. So anything else we talk about? Or should uh, we just get into holidays? Yeah, let's get into some holidays. Uh, we've got uh, today is uh, – <laughs> I, I like this one. It's uh, Married to a Scorpio Support Day. Uh, I know two Scorpios who are married to each other who were born a couple days apart, so <laughs> I wish them luck supporting each other. <laughs> they're, they're a good couple, so they can support each other. You know, some could, it, I pr- it probably helps that they're both Scorpios, so they can understand each other. <laughs> hmm. I thought opposites attract. Y- yeah, sometimes you'd think so, but with them it works, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just to let you know, there's only 43 days left in the year. Oh, yeah. The year's almost over. And of those, 60 of those days are shopping days for Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. You got that. For a second, I was like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> They've already started Christmas. All right. Um, today's the birthday of Mickey Mouse. How did he get a birthday? He's in animation. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to celebrate his birthday. Independence Day in Latvia. All right. Way to get independent. Yeah, so coming up on Saturday is Family Volunteer Day. Uh, Have a bad day day. So today have a really good day, and then you can set aside tomorrow to have a bad day. Well, how can you have – it's a have a bad day day, but it's also National Day of Play. I could see that working together, though. You have a bad day all day, and then at the end of the day, you go play somewhere. You know, well, it could mean be bad day, (laughs) and that would be playing and, you know, playing – Playing hooky from whatever <laughs> yeah, life is. Be naughty day. <laughs> yeah, there. So it could be have a I'll bad. I'll celebrate be naughty day. Yeah. So <laughs> um, if you do want to volunteer, Habitat for Humanity is still doing their Saturday, you know, build a house. Oh, so yeah. So that's, that's a good local thing. opportunity to volunteer. Um, otherwise, figure out something else to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. Um, Saturday is... The anniversary of the Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so, yes. Let's see some other holidays coming up is uh, Sunday is Name Your PC Day. Uh, uh, my per- my personal computer already has a name. Really? So. Um, my <laughs> car does, but not my computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they they like to be named. You know, it's it's more personable your relationship with your computer if you name it. Oh, really? Then I'm not ever gonna <laughs> name my computer. I, I spend well, if you just shout at it and get angry at it when it doesn't work, that you'll hurt its feelings. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So uh, it's also uh, uh, UN uh, Universal Children's Day coming up on Sunday, uh, and it's also the World Day of Remembrance for Road Traffic Victims. Uh, people often don't think about the fact that uh, cars, you know. End up killing a lot of people. Uh, Good to be safe on the roads. Monday is UN World Television Day. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Celebrating the the dawn of the television. (laughs) Celebrating the world domination of the television. Yeah. So hopefully watch something educational or inspirational rather than something uh, mindless. (laughs) I mean, I actually get requests from – well, I get emails sometimes from other countries and they want a solar power, and it's almost solely the television. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like, I say, what do you want to power? My television. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's what they do is they get a battery, and they go and, you know, plug it in somewhere. And I've I've actually emailed people who com- completely live, um, you know, in a shack, <laughs> and they have satellite TV and 
you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'd like to do it. You know, uh, if I if I were living out in the woods somewhere, I'd want to have that uh, solar panel and have the the TV and the computer. Well, at least satellite internet. I mean, you could yeah. be anywhere with satellite internet and stay connected and work and still have a job and you know not be what is it a hermit in nature but not a hermit from society. <laughs> yeah, how about that. So, what else we got? Monday is World Hello Day. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Tuesday uh, is Sagittarius Begins. Uh, it's also uh, the anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Um, and it's Independence Day in Lebanon. Congratulations. Wednesday is Taiwan On <laughs> Day. I think there should be a restaurant called Taiwan On. <laughs> there should be. There probably there should is be a somewhere. Thai restaurant, of course. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Wednesday is the pr- birthday of President Franklin Pierce, the 14th president. Hmm. I don't, I'll admit I don't really know much about that president. Uh, it's also the birthday of Boris Karloff, the actor. And it's uh, Labor Thanksgiving Day in Japan. Thursday is Celebrate Your Unique Talent. Man, I've got till next Thursday <laughs> to develop a unique talent. <laughs> See, I was going to say the opposite. Say, you know, oh, I celebrate my unique talents every day. I've got you so know. many of them. Well, I mean, I have talents, but I don't know if they're unique. Yeah, unique is an awful hard qualifier there because there are 7 billion people in the world. I'm sure, you know, anything I can do, there's like a, a million people who can anything also do Anything I can do, someone else can do better. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> next Thursday is... Thanksgiving, <laughs> as the ability to not eat a turkey. Wait, that's <laughs> not unique either. So next Thursday is Thanksgiving Day in the U.S., but it's also turkey-free Thanksgiving. Yes. Around the world, <laughs> you know. It's also the birthday of uh, Henri Toulouse-Lautrec, the painter. All right, let's get into some happenings. <laughs> yes. This week, in conjunction with SIUC's Native American Heritage Month, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner will be hosting a Native American Thanksgiving. That's right. Today, Friday at 6 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. This is sponsored by the Vineyard Indian Settlement, Trails of Awareness Non-For-Profit, and the Native American Student Association. These dinners are always awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just unique foods. Um, I mean... Where do you get, like, possum? <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know if they're going to have possum. I'm just making that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I've been to it. Uh, well, you know, it's going to be different each time, you know, but I've been. Uh, it's something that they do annually over there now for at least the past few years, and it's always uh, interesting meals there. Uh, and it's always good, too, because they talk about it, too. They talk about the whole uh, story behind it. Yeah, I mean, f- food always has a story. <laughs> But we usually don't tell the story of food. We just gobble the food. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think fast food has much of a story. Well, uh-huh. it has a story you don't want yeah, to Yeah, it has a scary story. That's why they just eat it. Let's, let's not think about this. Let's <laughs> just eat it. <laughs> um, we were saying that Saturday is Volunteer Day. Yeah. Well, Green Earth is having a work day on Saturday from oh, 9 yeah, a.m. to that. 12 p.m. Yeah. The have- Fernwoods Preserve. So um, there's apparently a bunch of invasive species there. Mm-hmm. And they want to stop the invasion. <laughs> yeah. So See, that's why we write these things down. We don't always remember what's happening when. <laughs> no, yeah, of course not. Um, is this Saturday the last farmer's market? 
I think there's one more after this Saturday. Yeah, I think, yeah, if they have it the Saturday after Thanksgiving, then there will be one yeah, more. Yeah, they usually have it to the end of November. Yeah, so and there'll so, be one more There's t- this week and next week, and then it's done. Go stock up on your pumpkins, your apples, your root crops, your greens. There's lots of greens. You can buy greens, and greens will stay good in the fridge for three or four weeks. Um, yeah. Ideally, you want to eat it as soon as possible to get the nutrition, but it's not going to go bad. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, let's see. Looks like we're at our time, but I'll mention the Occupy Rooftops once again. Uh, Occupy Rooftops with Solar, Sunday at 4.30, Gaia House Interfaith Center. Uh, getting out there to uh, show the support for solar, and it's part of the whole uh, national or international events. Uh, trying to get some action on bringing, you know, because there's, we're talking about these economic problems related to Occupy, and one of the ways to handle that is with uh, renewable energy. Because if you don't have bills, you don't have to worry about where the bill energy comes from. <laughs> yeah.